This is Professor Moshe Benevitz of the Schefter Institute of Jewish Studies in Jerusalem. My topic for this Chodesh Tov podcast is the Yetzer HaTov in Rabbinic Thought. Chodesh Tov is a monthly 10-minute podcast that is a joint venture of the Schefter Rabbinical Seminary in Jerusalem, the Ziegler School of Rabbinic Studies in Los Angeles, the Jewish Theological Seminary of America, and the International Rabbinical Assembly. The rabbinic notion of two inclinations, good and evil, vying for domination in each human heart, is first mentioned and best known from a homily on Deuteronomy 6.5, the second verse of the Shema, which begins, Commenting on the use of the variant form levavcha with double bet for your heart instead of libcha with one bet, the Darshan explains that you are expected to love God with both your inclinations, the good and the evil. Versions of this homily are found in Mishnah Brachot 9.5, Sifrei Deuteronomy 32, and Tosefta Brachot 6.7. In the Tosefta, this darshan is identified as the 2nd century Tana Rabbi Meir, the primary teacher of Rabbi Judah the Patriarch, editor of the Mishnah. At first glance, Rabbi Meir's notion of the two inclinations of the heart brings to mind the anatomy of the soul according to Plato and Aristotle. Plato divides the soul into passion, spirit, and intellect, and bids the intellect control the other two. Aristotle's soul has rational and irrational components, and he sees a hierarchical relationship between them, the rational being the higher soul. Maimonides, in Book 3, Chapter 23 of his Guide for the Perplexed, tries to equate Rabbi Meir's notion with that of the Greek philosophers, going so far as to suggest that while the evil inclination is present in the individual from birth, the good inclination develops along with the intellect. But it seems clear that Maimonides' attempt to harmonize the Mishnaic conception of the two Yitzarim with Greek thought does not reflect the original meaning of Rabbi Meir's statement. Rabbi Meir sees the Yetzer HaTov and the Yetzer Hara as two equal tendencies built into each and every human heart from its inception. His short homily makes that abundantly clear. First of all, the inclinations are located in the Lev, the heart, a physical organ, rather than in the Nefesh, which God breathed into man, mentioned later in the same verse, which is analogous to the Psyche that Plato and Aristotle were discussing. Secondly, the very use of the word Yetzer indicates that both inclinations exist in man from birth. Yetzer means created thing, or nature, so it would be hard to argue that Rabbi Meir thought that the Yetzer Hatov is not inborn but develops over time. Also, the fact that the two inclinations are represented by the double bet in the word Levavcha implies a basic equality between the two, as does the fact that the Torah requires that we love God with both. This distinction between Rabbi Meir's notion and that of the Greek philosophers raises an important question. What is the point of saying that a baby is born with two equal inclinations? How is this different from saying that a baby is born with a tabula rasa, a blank slate, and becomes good or bad, or a specific combination of the two, over time? Wouldn't that model be a simpler way of saying the same thing? Why does Rabbi Meir need a Yetzer Hatzov and a Yetzer Hara? The fact is, Rabbi Meir did not invent the word Yetzer. The word occurs a number of times in the Bible. But in the Bible, man is said to be born with one Yetzer, one inborn nature that accompanies him from his inception. And this nature is more often than not characterized as evil. 
According to Genesis 6-5, the entire nature, Yetzer, of the thoughts of his heart is only evil all day. And according to Genesis 8-21, the nature, Yetzer, of man's heart is evil from childhood. Deuteronomy 31.21 refers to Israel's Yetzer in the same way that Deuteronomy 31.27 refers to Israel's rebelliousness and stiff neck. Yishai Levin-Svi, a contemporary scholar of rabbinic thought, has shown in a number of recent articles that this is the dominant sense of the word Yetzer in Tanaitic literature as well. This leads to one inevitable conclusion, as I point out in my forthcoming volume of commentary on Babli Sukkah, chapters 4 and 5, to be published by the Society for the Interpretation of the Talmud. In my introduction to a passage regarding Yetzer Hara, found in Babli Sukkah 51b through 52b, I survey recent scholarship on the subject and propose the following idea. Rabbi Meir, or Tanaim associated with him, invented the notion that every human heart is born with both good and evil Yitzharim in order to neutralize the view that pervaded Jewish thought until the end of the Tanaitic period, according to which man is born with only one Yitzhar, which may be entirely evil. We have already noted that God twice asserts in the book of Genesis that the Yitzhar of mankind's thought is evil, and that Moses in Deuteronomy says the Yitzhar of the Israelites is rebelliousness. However, these assertions could be interpreted as mere expressions of frustration with the behavior of a specific generation of humankind or Israelites, not general descriptions of human nature. Second Temple literature takes the notion of the Yetzer much further. Careful study of Second Temple texts dealing with the Yetzer, texts which reflect the views of different Second, Tem- Second Temple sects, indicates that none of them anticipate Rabbi Meir's conception of two equal forces in each individual heart, and all of them indicate that at least some humans are born with a tendency to evil only. Let us survey these texts. Perhaps the closest in ideology to Rabbi Meir's conception is the Testament of Asher, probably composed by a Greek-speaking Jew in the first or second century before the Common Era. In chapter 1, verses 3 through 9, we read as follows. The two ways are good and evil. There are two dispositions within our breasts to choose from. If the soul wants to follow the good way, all of its actions are done in righteousness. But if the soul is disposed towards evil, all of its deeds are wicked. It accepts evil and is overpowered by Gliar. That's Gliar, or Satan. The two dispositions within our hearts almost sound like Rabbi Meir's interpretation of the Cholivavcha but we are immediately disabused of the notion that these two inclinations accompany each individual throughout life. The Testament of Asher says that every human being has two dispositions at his disposal, of which he must choose one. He makes this choice once only, presumably as a child. If he chooses good, his life from then on is devoted to good. He is protected from wrongdoing. If he chooses sin, the devil takes over, and any good he may undertake from then on is perverted into evil. Man has one Yetzer only. Which one he has is his one-time only choice. The Quran stack denied this indivi- the individual even this initial choice. In the rule of the community, we read as follows. All that is and ever was comes from the God of knowledge. Before things came into existence, he determined their plan. All who practice righteousness are under the domination of the Prince of Lights and walk in ways of light, whereas all who practice perversity are under the domination of the Angel of Darkness, 
abhorred by God to the end of time. According to the Qumran community, each individual is predestined to belong either to the Bnei Or, ruled by the Prince of Lights, or the Bnei Choshech, under the domination of the Angel of Darkness and abhorred by God forever. Surprisingly, an even more extreme view is found in the Pharisaic or Proto-Pharisaic Hebrew book of Ben Sirah, chapter 15, the text of which translates as follows. Do not say, my sin is from God. When, in the beginning, God created man, he placed him in the hands of his snatcher and gave him into the hand of his yetzer. Nonetheless, if you so desire, you can keep the commandment. You have the discernment to do his will. If you believe in him, you too shall live. God is not responsible for sin. The devil is. At birth, God gives the individual over to his or her snatcher, Satan, who is also called his or her yetzer. In an important sense, Ben Sira's view is more extreme than the other Jewish Second Temple texts. Ben Sira rejects the notion found in the Testament of Asher that each individual begins life with a one-time only choice between good and evil, and he rejects the notion found in the Qumran rule of the community that some individuals are born into light rather than darkness. According to Ben Sira, each and every human baby is given over to evil, to Satan the Snatcher and his Yetzer. In another sense, however, Ben Sira's view is more moderate than that of the Testament of Asher and the Qumran rule of the community. Ben Sira's determinism is not absolute. With effort and faith in God, the individual can keep the commandments, do God's will, and choose life. The individual is given over to his Snatcher from birth, but he or she also has the wherewithal to escape. There is free will, but the default choice is evil. It would seem that the Christian doctrine of original sin is an outgrowth of Ben Sira's doctrine that every individual is given over to Satan from birth. According to Ben Sira, Satan's hold on the individual can be overcome with faith in God and observance of his commandments. And according to Christian doctrine, the individual can be saved from his sinful state through faith in Jesus. The difference is that according to Ben Sira, overcoming one's natural state depends upon the individual's desire, discernment, and effort, while according to Christian doctrine, faith is a function of God's grace, bestowed or withheld at God's will. The revolutionary nature of Rabbi Meir's doctrine of the two Yitzharim, inborn in each individual, stands out in light of the various doctrines espoused by the Testament of Asher, the Qumran rule of the community, Ben Sira, and the early Christians. Rabbi Meir rejected the view of Ben Sira and the Christian community that man is predisposed to sin, and goodness comes through extra effort or through grace of God. Like the authors of the Testament of Asher and the Qumran rule, Rabbi Meir believed that there were good and bad Yitzharim. But while they believed that each individual had only one of these, predetermined by God or chosen in childhood, Rabbi Meir's view of the Yitzharim is dynamic rather than static. Both the Yitzhar Hatov and the Yitzhar Hara coexist within every human heart, and the two are engaged in a continuous struggle throughout life. <laughs>